0: Acharya Ji, I had, this, uh, I had this question and I feel that it is very relevant to all of my uh, friends inside the campus as well as everyone, almost everyone. We encounter these nodes you know, in the path of our life where we have to take decisions. Now, a majority of us have a lot of duties associated with our life and these duties also come with some demands associated to how we should. Uh,
1: what was that word we, a lot of us have
0: a lot of ha- of us has have duties associated or say responsibilities okay. in essence you know uh, say right now i am a student as well as i am a son so the, these are multiple duties and this comes you know the, there comes decision nodes where the decision that we are making is actually conflicting based on the duties. Like, should I act as a student here or should I act as a son here? And this is something that I feel is uh, very important about us that we need to learn how do we prioritize these duties. In essence, if we have to summarize this thing, this is called a dharm sankat, where you have multiple conflicting dharms or duties and you have to take one. So how exactly do we prioritize this?
1: Right. Uh, May I know your name, please? Sorry, I missed.
0: Devang Upadhyay.
1: Devang. Right, Devang. Devang, duty is something you do. Responsibility is something you take seriously, you carry. Hmm? So, your duties are related to who you are, A responsibility is something you bear. Hmm? These are things that you do, right? You say, I'm, I'm uh, bearing my responsibilities. I'm right now in the line of duty. So this is something that you do, right? No, the basics, the absolute basics. Why must one do anything? Why are you right now talking to me, why am I right now responding to you, why do we study, why do we eat, why do we play, why do we sleep, why do we do anything, why do we travel, why do we shop, why do we marry, why do we earn, why do we do anything, because duties and responsibilities they too come within the domain of doing within the domain of actions huh? they mm-hmm. are related to us we are the actor they are the actions now why do we act at all why do we do anything uh, would you want me to respond to that yes of course okay okay
0: so this is again based out of my personal experience uh, i early on in my life i have been inspired by gita a lot And majority of times when I am acting or when I am doing something that is based on the idea of Nishkam Karmyu. I am not someone who is driven by the outcome of what I do. I am someone who usually, you know, figures out what his duties are and what, how do I do justice to that duty? Now say, suppose you said something like, why do I shop? So say something like, I am a student and I have to fulfill my student duty, so I need a few things. And then I shop because I realize that I am a student. And no, no,
1: This is becoming tautological. This is going around in circles. Mm-hmm. I want to understand, first of all, how do you determine what your duty is? What you are saying is, I act as per my duty. Hmm? Devang mm-hmm. acts as per his duty. I want to go deeper than that, I am asking how do you know what your duty is? Why do you do anything at all? For example, there was a day in your life when you approached the Bhagavad Gita, right? Yes. So, before that point, you didn't know anything from the Gita, right? Nishkamkam was a word you hadn't heard of, Yes. right? So keep the Gita aside then, go to that point. How did you come to know that you must go to the Gita? Why do you do anything? Why do you go to the Gita?
0: Hmm. So at that point of time, maybe I was seeking some sort
1: of immediate fulfillment. I had some needs and I wanted fulfillment. Exactly. Now, what are those needs and what is this fulfillment we seek when we do anything?
0: This would uh, chain down to us discussing, uh, like, how do we figure out our needs properly? Maybe. Uh, I, I right now I'm taking this as uh, you're asking how do these what are these needs or how these are developed
1: You know how they develop and all that I'm not going to the academics of them I want to keep it extremely grounded why do you do anything why does anybody do anything you said there are certain needs that ask for fulfillment right what is that need within or needs
0: we are in the state of not being satisfied with ah, where yeah. we are right right.
1: what is it within that is not satisfied they may be uh,
0: related to physicality they may be related to emotional but there is unsatisfaction related to wherever we are suppose say i am unhappy at the moment so that is a state in which i am okay and i have an inherent you know urge to go towards happiness and i act on that accord All right
1: and that urge to be satisfied or happy makes us move throughout our life right that's what runs the world that's what makes everything move no so that urge is everything that urge is absolutely everything without that urge there is there is no existence at all, right? Without that urge, there is no laptop, there is no you, there is no me. Think of this. The three entities that I just talked of, they all came into existence because somebody was dissatisfied and seek fulfillment or, or, or happiness and that, that seeking uh, gave birth to the objects we referred to. Similarly, everything in the world comes from… That urge. Now, whose urge is that?
0: Maybe again, I I am unable to answer this question because the information or the answer that is coming to my mind is derived from Gita, and you said keep it aside. But I I personally feel that uh, there is this. The urge is not related to physicality or mentality. That urge or any longingness that we have is something that is derived from
1: Atma. From? Atma. No, before you did not know the Atma, did you not have that urge? I did have, I did have. So where does that urge come from? Keep your knowledge a little, you know, separate from you. you And obviously, knowledge is great to have. And we respect knowledge, we'll come to that. But right now, can we come from our life? okay uh, usually
0: it's either due to the past experiences uh, or the observations that we are making
1: no we said who is having that urge the past experiences are there to whom
0: right here like in this context devang is having that urge
1: now who is devang okay uh Okay, uh, let me put it this way. Is Devang is, is this face that is speaking to me? Mm-hmm. I want you to answer that. And to make things a bit quicker for you, when you sleep, Devang, and when you're deeply in sleep, does your face really change?
0: It does age, it does
1: show some sort of emotions, maybe. Some maybe sort of emotions, right? And But more or less it remains the same, hmm? mm-hmm. the weight of the body remains the same, and in fact, uh, the face remains so much the same even in the sleeping state that a person in the waking state can pretend to be asleep. The face does not need to be radically altered to display that one is asleep. Certainly. So the body remains the same even when you are asleep, and then there is no question of happiness or fulfillment. Hmm. Yes, I'm yes. talking of uh, I'm talking of good sound sleep where you are not even dreaming of fulfillment. Hmm. Hmm? Okay. So the body remains the same, yet. Uh, the desires and the urges are more or less gone. As soon as you wake up, uh, again, again those desires pop up and they start uh, pushing you around and making you run around to get this, get that, achieve this or leave this, reach somewhere, be somebody, those mm-hmm. things start happening. So whose desires are
0: those? they are related uh, these desires are somehow related to this identity that i have created around and when you are
1: asleep then you are no more devang right in a manner yeah when you are asleep then there is no devang at all the moment you wake up there is devang and there are desires i
0: feel that when, uh, so if there is this form of energy that I have in my brain, no, no, we know. do not
1: know, we do not know whether there is any energy in the brain. We'll only talk of what we really know of. We'll only talk of what we really know of. We'll not, uh, depend on knowledge coming from others. Okay. Hmm? Yeah.
0: Hmm? I feel that when I'm asleep, I personally feel that I am trying to manifest my desires in my dreams
1: i'm talking of uh, i'm talking of sound sleep when even dreams are not there yeah
0: you can we can say that over there there is no devang
1: hmm. so there is no devang there is no desires something changes between the sleeping state and the waking state and devang with all his urges and desires comes into existence what changes between the sleeping state and the waking state
0: Uh, I am trying to figure out the answer, but I am not able to figure out the cause.
1: The, because no, no, the cause is not needed to be known. The answer is so obvious, you know, just what you call as the quality of your consciousness.
0: Hmm. How aware we are.
1: Yeah? You are not conscious when you are asleep. Okay. Yes. When you are awake, then you have a certain state of consciousness. Hmm. Hmm. And this consciousness is always desirous. This consciousness is Devan and this consciousness is a continuous urge to seek, to change, to be better. Okay. And this consciousness is Devan. Okay. That's so, that's, that, that appears like uh, who we are. Agreed. Right. If that's who I am, and uh, I keep on doing things continuously, then obviously those actions must be of some value to me, if I am to do those things, right? because who am I? Mm -hmm. I am somebody unfulfilled. So obviously, Mm -hmm. I need some betterment. Mm -hmm. I need some respite. Mm -hmm. I am continuously Mm -hmm. kind of suffering within, because I am unfulfilled. So I, I want betterment. Hmm? It is with the purpose of betterment that I do what I do. So we keep doing things continuously and all those things that we do are for the sake of betterment of consciousness. Agreed. Hmm? Now, those things include duties and responsibilities, Yes. Hmm? so that tells you how one should assess his real duties. Your real duty is that which elevates, cleans, purifies your consciousness. All else is trivia. All else can be kept aside even if it has taken the name of responsibility or whatever, karta, even if it appears like a dharma sankat to you, That that elevation of consciousness, because you have been continuously referring to the Gita, Mm -hmm. is also what is reflected when Krishna says, uh, Keep aside all your dharmas Mm -hmm. and come only to me, Mamikam Sharanam Braj. Nothing else matters. You are a suffering, crying, mass of consciousness and all it wants is fulfillment. That fulfillment is known in Gita by the name of Krishna. Krishna is not a person, Krishna is not a concept, Krishna is just your own destination. Hmm? You, You are unfulfilled consciousness, seeking fulfillment, that point of fulfillment is Krishna. So, so that's the litmus test. That's the sole criteria. doesn't matter whether you are a student or a son or this or that, and all the identities that you wear will impose certain responsibilities on you. Even if you wear the thinnest identity, let's say you are in in an elevator. You still carry certain responsibility, mm-hmm. even if for those two minutes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are in a shop. Who are you? I'm just a shopper, I've come to buy something or just window shop. And still it imposes upon you a certain responsibility to act in a certain way, to behave in a certain way. Wherever you are, you'll find that responsibilities will come to you aplenty, Mm? how to know then what to do, which responsibility to take up. And also, these responsibilities that come to us are always in conflict with each other. Mm? Wherever you are, the world imposes multiple identities upon you and these identities are not in sync with each other. Right? Your identity as a student is not necessarily congruent to your identity as a son. Your identity as a shopper is not necessarily in sync with your identity as a wisdom seeker, as a reader of the Gita. Mm-hmm. And here I am showing a conflict only between two parties, two identities. What really happens is that because we are a bundle of uh, innumerable identities, therefore the conflict is multipartite. Like something being pulled in 48 different directions by 48 different forces. And that's how we live. Because we do not know what to do. We do not know what to do because we do not consider who we are. We do not want to remember that the consciousness, the mind is seeking relief from its feverish state and your only duty is to give it that relief and give it that relief in a way that the relief remains permanently, the relief has a certain certain depth. A certain constancy. Hmm? If you can remember that, if you can remember who you are, you will have no difficulty at all knowing what you should do at any given moment. Your responsibilities will become extremely clear to you. In fact, uh, Sri Krishna says in the Gita that kartavya uh, that, uh, or duty is only for those who really do not know themselves. Once you know yourself, then you need not be bound by duties because the instantaneous duty becomes clear to you by itself. You do not need then a commandment of do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts and rules and regulations are needed only because we do not have self-knowledge. The deeper is your self-knowledge, the lesser would you require any code of conduct or any manual of life to live by. Mm. In fact, even if you are given a manual to live by, you will not find it uh, helpful. In fact, You will find it difficult to accept that manual. Mm. So, remember who Devang is. Devang is not a student. Devang is not even a son. All those things are quite peripheral. Devang's central identity is his consciousness. In fact, even to say Devang's consciousness, is to stray from the truth. It's not Devang's consciousness, it is Devang the consciousness. Devang is a name for that consciousness. You are that consciousness. And that consciousness is impure, trapped, frustrated. That consciousness demands relief and that is the sole purpose of life. If that is the sole purpose of life, that is your soul and sacred duty. Never think that your central identity is that of this, that, husband, wife, son, mother, father, daughter, employee, leader, voter, your caste, your religion, your gender, your economic status, and all of these compete to become your central identity. None of these can be your central identity. Obviously, for practical purposes, you do say, Well, you know, I am a student, you carry that card, or you display, or your age-proof, you have your Adha card, and you have so many things, and in some sense they represent your demographic identity. But you must remember that all those things are just viabharik for the sake of ease in worldly conduct. They are not existential, they are not real. You must remember who really you are. And then the difficulty in knowing what to do, the state of dilemma, the state of inner strife will be very easily resolved.